Chapter One of Three People. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Three People by Pansy. Chapter One Some Babies. Tie the sash a very little looser, nurse, and give the loops a more graceful fall. There, so now he's a beauty every inch of him and mrs hastings moved backward a few steps in order to get the full effect a beauty he was certainly others beside his mother would have admitted that what baby fresh from a bath and robed in the daintiest and most perfect of baby toilets with tightly curling rings of brown hair covering the handsome head with great sparkling, dancing blue eyes and laughing rosebud mouth, with hands and feet and body strung on invisible wires and quivering with life and glee, was ever other than a beauty. The whole house was in commotion in honor of the fact that Mr. Pliny L. Hastings, only son and heir of the great Pliny Hastings Sr. of Hastings Hall, had laughed and cried and nodded and winked, through the entire space of three hundred and sixty-five days and nights, and actually reached the first anniversary of his birthday. A remarkable boy was Pliny Hastings. He didn't know yet that his father was a millionaire, but he must have surmised it, for, as far back as he could remember, his bits of sleeves had been looped with real pearls, rosewood and lace and silk and down had united to make his tiny bed he had bitten his first tooth through on a sphere of solid gold, and all the wonderful and improbable contrivances for royal babyhood that could be bought or imagined met together in that grand house on the avenue for this treasured bit of humanity. On this particular day, Baby was out in all his glory. He had made the circuit of the great parlors, stopping on his way to be tossed toward the ceiling in the arms of first one uncle and then another. He had been kissed and cuddled by all the aunties and cousins until his cheeks were rosy with triumph, and finally he had been carried, shouting with glee, high up on his father's shoulder down to the dining-room, and occupied the seat of honor at the long table, where he crowed and laughed and clapped his hands over every plum that found its way into his dainty mouth. This conduct was interspersed, however, by sundry dives and screams after the coffee urn and the ice pitcher and various unattainable things, for there were unattainable things even for Pliny Hastings. Oh, the times and times in his young life that he had cried for the beautiful round moon and got it not! and even gaslight and firelight had hitherto eluded his eager grasp. But he had learned no lessons from his failures, and still pitched and dived after impossibilities in the most insane fashion. Today he looked with indifference on the gold-lined silver cup bearing his name and age, and wanted the great carving-fork instead. He cared not a whit that the sparkling wine was poured and glasses were touched, and toasts drank on his account. But a touch of wisdom must have come over his baby brain, for he made a sudden dash at his father's glass, sending the red wine right and left, and shivering the frail glass to fragments. He did more than that. He promptly seized on one of the sharpest bits, 
and thereby cut a long crooked gash in the sweet chubby finger and was finally born shrieking and struggling from the room his little heart filled with mingled feelings of terror and rage so much for baby hastings and his birthday in a neat white house no more than a mile away from this great mansion there was another baby it was just when pliny hastings was hurried away to the nursery that this baby's mother folded away papers and otherwise tidied up her bit of a nursery then pushed a little sewing chair in front of her work table and paused ere she sat down to give another careful tuck to the blanketed bundle which was cuddled in the great rocking chair fast asleep then she gathered the doubled-up fist into her hand and caressed it softly while she murmured bless his precious little heart he takes a splendid nap for his birthday so he does ben this to the gentleman who was lounging in another rocker reading his paper does it seem possible that benny is a year old to-day i declare ben we ought to have got him a present for his birthday the father looked up from his paper with a good-natured laugh seems to me he's rather youthful to begin on that tack isn't he oh ben no i want every one of his birthdays to be so nice and pleasant do papa come here and see how nice he looks with his hair all in a curl thus appealed to mr phillips came over to the armchair and together they stood looking down on the treasured bit of flesh and blood our eldest born the mother said softly and youngest too for the matter of that answered mr phillips gaily his wife laughed ben there isn't the least bit of sentiment in you is there now they are having a wonderful time to-day in the grand corner house on the avenue the hastings house you know and it's all because their baby is a year old to-day and he isn't a bit nicer than ours their baby's father is worth a million i don't care if he is worth a billion that don't make their baby any sweeter say ben i just wish for the fun of it we had some little cunning thing for his birthday present mr phillips seemed to be very much amused well he said still laughing which shall it be a razor or a jackknife his wife actually shuddered ben she said with a reproachful face how can you say such dreadful things what if he should grow up and commit suicide what if i had a boy and he should grow to be a man and another man should tread on his toes and he should knock the other man down and the other man should die and they should hang my boy rattled off mr phillips in anything but a grave tone little woman that's what i should call looking into the future isn't it a knock at the door interrupted them and roxy the tidy little maid of all work who had been out for an afternoon appeared to them talking rapidly if you please ma'am i'm a quarter late and could you please to excuse me the clock around the corner doesn't go and kate she didn't know the time and mrs meeker said would you please accept her love and these grapes in a basket she says they're the finest of the lot and you needn't mind sending of it home cause she'll let little susie step round after it this mixture set mr phillips off into another of his hearty laughs but when they were alone again 
he seized one of the great purple clusters and flinging himself on the floor in front of the baby exclaimed i'll tell you what we'll do little wife we'll present one of these to the boy and then you and i will eat it in honor of his birthday unless indeed there may be some bad omen in this even you know the juice of the grape may under certain circumstances become a dangerous article mrs phillips laughed carelessly as she nestled in the little sewing chair and prepared to enjoy the grapes no she said gaily grapes are very harmless omens to me i'm not the least afraid that baby benny will ever be a drunkard there used to be in albany not many years ago a miniature five points and one didn't have to go very far up what is now rensselaer street to find it either there were tenement houses which from attic to basement swarmed with filthy ragged repulsive human life in one of the lowest and meanest of these many cellars on the very day and at the identical hour in which master pliny hastings held high carnival at his father's table and baby benny phillips nestled and dreamed among the soft pillows of his mother's easy chair a little brother of theirs clad in dirt and rags crawled over the reeking floor and occupied himself in devouring eagerly every bit of potato skin or apple paring that came in his way was there ever a more forlorn-looking specimen of a baby it was its birthday too there are more babies in the world than we think for whose birthdays might be celebrated on the same day but this one knew nothing about it dear me neither did his mother i doubt if it had once occurred to her that this poor bit of scrawny dirty terrible baby had been through one whole year of life and yet perhaps she loved her boy a little her face looked sullen rather than wicked on the whole i think she did for as she was about to ascend the stairs with the sullen look deepening or changing into a sort of gloomy apprehension she hesitated glanced behind her and finally with a muttered plague take the young one turned back and catching him by the arm of his tattered dress landed him on the topmost step in a mud puddle but she did it because she remembered that he would be very likely to climb into the tub of soap suds that stood at the foot of the bed and so get drowned mrs ryan came up her cellar stairs at the same time and looked over at her neighbor then from her to her forlorn child who however enjoyed the mud puddle and finally commenced a conversation how old is that young one of yours pretty near a year why let me see what day is it why i'll be bound if he ain't just a year old this very day birthday eh you ought to celebrate huh said the mother with a darkening face we shall be likely we do most generally his loving father will get drunk and if he don't pitch toad head over heels out here on the stones in honor of his birthday i'll be thankful toad mall you stop crawling out to that gutter or i'll shake you within an inch of your life this last in a louder and most threatening tone to the ambitious baby but poor toad didn't understand or forgot or something for while his mother talked with her companion out he travelled toward the inviting gutter again and tumbled into it 
from whence he was carried dripping and screaming by his angry mother who bestowed the promised shake and added a vigorous slapping whereat toad kicked and yelled in a manner that proved him to be without doubt a near relative of master pliny hastings himself three brothers they were messrs pliny benny and toad opening their wondrous eyes on the world on precisely the same day of time though under such different circumstances and amid such different surroundings that i doubt if it looked equally round to them all besides they hadn't the least idea each of the existence of the other but no matter for that they were brothers linked together in many a way perhaps you wouldn't have had an idea that their fathers were each occupied in the same business but such was the case pliny l hastings the millionaire owned and kept in motion two of the hotels in a western city where the bar-rooms were supplied with marble counters and the customers were served from cut glass goblets resting on silver salvers besides he was a wholesale liquor dealer and kept great warehouses constantly supplied with the precious stuff benny phillips good-natured father was a grocer on a modest and unpretending scale but he had a back room in his store where he kept a few barrels of liquor for medicinal purposes and a clerk in attendance toad mall's father kept an unmitigated grog shop or rum hole or whatever name you are pleased to call it without any cut glass or medicinal purposes about it and sold vile whiskey at so much a drink to whoever had sunk low enough to buy it so now you know all about how these three baby brothers commenced their lives end of chapter one